Let's go over to the book of Exodus chapter 3. And uh, this is where we'll begin this morning. As we continue to look at this covenant of healing. And uh, we talked about the things that we must always believe. uh, Believe what God said about himself. Uh, Secondly, uh, which would be very important today, believe what God said about his word. And then always believe what God said about what he would do. In uh, Exodus chapter 3, verse 13, this is when uh, the Lord was sending Moses to the people of Israel. And of course, he said, uh, to tell them that the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and, and they shall say to me, what is his name? What do I say to them? And what shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am that I am. Uh, The Amplified Bible says, God said to Moses, I am who I am and what I am. I am who I am and what I am. So that's important to remember. Uh, God is who he said he is, and he is what he said he is. I am who I am and what I am, and I will be what I will be. So I will be what I will be. What God is, he's always been, and what he will be is what he's always been, and he will always be what he is. So so important to see, because God will always, what God is, he will always be. He, He doesn't change. He cannot change. And that's, that's something that's very important in every aspect of Christian theology, doctrine, is that what God's always been, uh, he will always be, and he doesn't change. Now, the problem arises is when people teach things that somehow God has changed between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Well, there are more healing references in the Old Testament than there are the New Testament. So if God changed from the Old Testament to the New Testament, how do we know that he hasn't quit healing then? Well, Jesus healed. Well, that's fine. But how do we know it's still God's will? Because if he changed, if his mindset has changed about certain things from the Old Testament to the New Testament, then how do we know his mindset hadn't changed about everything? If, uh, for instance, you'll hear people, and this doesn't have, well, it does have to do with healing, really. But you'll hear people say, well, you know, uh, we, don't, we don't have to abide by the Ten Commandments anymore because, after all, we're not under law, we're under grace. Okay, so if we don't have to do what God commanded, then how do we know he still heals? Well, Jesus said, what did Jesus say? Jesus said, I didn't come to destroy the law, I came to fulfill it. I came to fulfill the price necessary. In other words, when you break the Ten Commandments, you don't have to pay for it. Somebody already paid for it. He didn't say, I don't have to keep them. He said, the way to keep them was love God with my heart, my soul, my mind, my strength, and love my neighbor as myself. He said, all the laws fulfilled in those statements. 
Now, you see, that, that's important because what if God has changed in that aspect, then maybe he's not my healer. Maybe God is clandestinely changing his mind, and I don't know it. Well, you know, we hear that, and we think, well, no, no, there, there's no way. Well, but I've got to believe what God said about himself. I am what I am. I will be what I will be. So what God is, he always will be. He doesn't change. He cannot change. And then notice he said in verse 15 of that same chapter, this is my name forever. He said, this is my name forever. What he was, he is, and what he is, he will always be to anybody that will believe him. That's my name forever. Hallelujah. In Exodus 15. Now, we've been going over these verses now for months. But there's so much here. He said to the people of Israel in Exodus 15, 26, If you diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God, do that which is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments, and keep all of his statutes. Now, here's the thing. Has that changed? So there, there's still a responsibility on the part of the hearer to believe, to hearken, to do diligently what God said. This is a promise that has a condition, right? He said, uh, I will put or I will allow none of these diseases on you that I brought on the Egyptians. For here's why, for I'm the Lord that heals you. So he says something right here that just debunks all, a lot of theology of people that God will uh, uh, put sickness on you or God allows sickness on you for some reason to teach you something. The word for debunks all of that. It, it, it does away with all of it because he said, I will allow none of these diseases on you. I've brought on the Egyptians because I'm the God that heals you. Now, who's he the God who, who, who is the ones that he's the God that heals? Those that hearken to the voice of the Lord your God, do what is right in his sight, and give ear to his commandments, and keep his statutes. That's not performance. That's keeping the word in my eyes, in my mouth, in the midst of my heart. Hallelujah. You, you've got to be of the understanding that the word works the same way for everything. There's nothing the word won't work on, but it works the same way. Every car that you get in to drive basically works the same way. One may be faster or slower, one may be older or newer, but they all work the same way. With all the technology that we have today, the, the principle is the same. If you don't have fuel and fire, your car won't go. Even, even an electric car, they, 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 they have to have a spark to go, has to, has to have friction to move, all right? It, it's, it's just the way it is. If, if, if you had a, a Model T, Model A that you had to crank to get going, it still worked on the principle of combustion. The word works the same way for everything. This is important. 
He said, I am the Lord that heals you. I am. Blank check. His name forever. I am. And then he says, in, in where healing is concerned, here's who I am. Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord who is your healer. Your physician, your surgeon. The Young's translation says, I, Jehovah, am healing you. That's that present and continuous sense. Now, that's, that's very important in our teaching today because it's that present and continuous. Present and continuous. It was present for them as he was speaking, and it's continuous. Exodus 23 and verse 25. And you shall serve the Lord your God. He will bless your bread and water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of you. I will take sickness from you. One translation says, I will turn infirmity from you. The Knox Bible says, I'll keep sickness far from your company. Another says, I, the Lord, will take away any sickness you may have. Oh, hallelujah. Now notice that, that's, that's in the promised tense. That's, that's something that can be claimed now. Now that, that, that seems elementary, but when people say, uh, I need the Lord to heal me, I need the Lord to do, it's in the present and continuous sense. He heals me and keeps me healed. Hallelujah. That's powerful. I'll take away any sickness you may have. Any sickness you may have. Now, let's go over to Psalm 107. Now, Psalm 107, beginning at, we're not going to begin at verse 2, but beginning at verse 2, it's describing the children of Israel. And it describes the children of Israel uh, all the way through verse 20. And it says, notice, in verse 20, he sent his word and healed them. And delivered them from their destruction. He sent his word and he healed them and delivered them from their destructions. So we said that those that are described as them in these verses are the children of Israel that had been delivered from bondage. One translation says he sends his word and makes them well and rescues them from the grave. Another says, he sends his word and cures them. The Coles translation says, he sends forth his healing word, pain and weakness to dispel. With new life the frame is stirred, and the sick again are well. Hallelujah. 
when you see this and he says he sent his word, that refers to something spoken. Something spoken. So he spoke the word. Well, this is important to remember who's he talking to. When you, when you are defining something in Scripture, one of the laws is that you have to determine who is being spoken to. Well, we define that he is speaking to the children of Israel. All right, this is what he's speaking about. This is what these verses in their context are concerning. And he said he sent his word, his spoken word, something spoken, and healed them. Well, what word did he send? We just read it. I'm the Lord that heals you. I will take sickness and disease from your midst. Is that right? I will turn infirmity from you. So that word healed them. Isn't it interesting that when you read through the first five books of the Bible, you don't see Moses laying hands on anybody? They're not praying for the sick. You don't see them sick unless they disobeyed God. So God spoke this word one time and kept three and a half million people well. Well, why did they die? The Bible says because of their unbelief. So the only thing that allowed destruction into them was their not believing what God said. But notice what I said, what God said. That they didn't believe about the promised land, and that cost them. But when you read through the scripture, you find very few instances of them sick. Because the word kept them well. Oh, hallelujah. The word healed here means to cure, to heal, to thoroughly make whole. To thoroughly make whole. So he sent his word and healed them or cured them and thoroughly made them whole. He sent his word. That's powerful to me. You know, you could say it this way. All he had to do was send his word. That's right, but remember what's contained in the word. Whatever God is, is contained in his word. Whatever you believe about the word gives you the power to do whatever you're believing you're able to do. When, For instance, on, on, on this note, if you see the scripture that says you've been made the righteousness of God in Christ, if you take that, now you've been empowered to live righteous. Because where's the righteousness? In the word. Well, pastor, it was in Jesus. Jesus made me righteous. Yeah, but you got to believe what the word says about that. That everything the word says you can have the power to have it is in the Word. To receive the Word on anything is to receive the thing the Word promises. Hallelujah. 
That's, that's right? That's, that's, that, that's why receiving is more than somebody comes up and blesses you with some money, and you go, oh, praise God, I received. Well, that's good, but when you read a scripture and it says something that promises you something, you should say the same thing. Oh, I received. Why? Because receiving is key. Hearing is not receiving. Knowing is not receiving. I've got I've to receive it. And he said here, oh, glory to God. So the word was sent to heal. So God spoke his word to what? To heal. To cure. To thoroughly make whole. And so in our circles, we make the statement, this is my Bible. All right, I write it, I write it in every Bible that I get. This is my Bible. This is God speaking to me. That's not just a word of faith slogan. That's not just something that we quote in the word of faith club. That's truth. Right? I, I ministered Sunday morning on, on the knowledge of the truth. And the fact that, you know, slogans are not truth. People will make, you know, use Christian slogans. Well, that's, that's not truth. That, there are things that can just be a slogan. Yep, this is, this is God speaking to me. Now, here's the thing. If it's God speaking to me, then I have to receive it like it's God speaking to me. Right? So, the word was sent to heal, and the word is still sent, still sent to heal. Because what God was, God still is. What God's word was, God's word still is. The word of God is as unchangeable as God. Look, look here in Isaiah 53. The word of God is as unchangeable as God himself. And we won't read all of the verses, but for the sake of what we're talking about, teaching on, we'll look at verse 5. But he, Jesus, was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace, or the chastisement necessary to obtain peace, was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. With his stripes, notice, we are healed. One translation, the McFadden translation says, and his stripes brought healing to us. His stripes brought healing to us. The Isaac Lesser translation says, and through his bruises was healing granted to us. Through his bruises was healing granted to us. The NCV says, and we are healed because of his wounds. And we are healed because of his wounds. Another says, his wounds have healed us. (coughs) 
like this one. The UDB translation says, because they will whip him, we will be healed. Oh, glory. Now, when we read that, we have to ask, was Jesus beaten? Was he wounded? Did he receive stripes? Was he whipped? Then what are we? It's what the scripture says. Amen. This word has been sent to us. There, there's healing in these verses. When, when you take it and you meditate on it like this, with your stripes, I am healed. And then you, you, you close your eyes, you say, Jesus, you took stripes so I could be healed. You did take the stripes, so I'm healed. It's not just something I add to my list. It's something that, that I take the time to receive. Lord Jesus, I receive this in the name of Jesus. I receive the words that I am healed. Hallelujah. And if that's the only verse you get to in the day, that's enough. Because one statement kept three and a half million people healed. Hallelujah. See, I, I, I want you to understand that it's not volume of verses that get the job done. It's what you believe about the verses. Hallelujah. I, I, uh, a minister said one time, uh, you know, you need to go to my website and and uh, I've got all these verses on healing. You need to get 25 or 30 verses and just write them on cards and put them everywhere. You can write, take this one verse and write it on cards and put it everywhere and get healed. Hallelujah. What I run into very often, and I'm not saying you or even anybody online, but it might be. What I run into is if I can just do enough, if I can just get enough verses in me, somehow... It'll start working. It's what you receive. You, you can be quoting 150 verses a day and not receiving them. All right? That, that, that's why it's so important what we said earlier about what you believe about God and His Word. What's the premier thing that you should believe about God's Word? It's truth. That's the premier thing. So if it is true... And I know you believe it is, if it's true, and John 17, 17, that word true means truth in any matter under consideration. So the matter under consideration today is healing. If it is true, then with his stripes, we are healed. I, now, I just have to receive that. See, the, 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 the issue very often is on the receiving end. But receiving is easier when you determine, wait a minute, this is, this is the truth of God's word. There's healing in this verse. Hallelujah. 
When somebody comes up and says, well, sister, well, brother, we're, we're believing with you for your healing. Oh, I got it. I got it. I'm healed. See, you don't have to explain things to people. Well, you know what I mean. I'm waiting on the manifestation. Well, listen, what you just said was you don't have it yet. I know, I know there's a manifestation phase. I understand that. And I, and I know that there's people that go too far and get over into uh, presumption and get over into uh, mental assent and denial. I understand that. But where righteousness is concerned and new creature standing, are you what God said you are? Are you righteous right now? Do you always do righteous things? What's that? No. Do you always think righteous thoughts? No, we're getting better, right? Hopefully not where we were a few years ago, but we're getting better. Well, here, here's the thing. If you're righteous right now, why, why do you believe you're righteous? Because the Word said it. Is that right? Do you remember the first time you read 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21? He made him to be sin for us that knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God. And you just had to take it by faith because you didn't see yourself as righteous. You saw yourself as an old sinner saved by grace. You saw yourself as sinner, a sinner in the hand of an angry God being dangled over the precipice of hell. Right? But you saw that in the Word and you just chose to receive it. Now translate that to your healing. If he said, I am righteous, and I believe I am, then I am healed, and I believe I am. <laughs> this, is, this is not proper English, but I are what he said I are. Hallelujah. Now, maybe if you're from Alabama or something, that's proper English. I don't know. But he <laughs> said... Why Alabama? Well, I used to say Oklahoma, but I have too many people I know from Oklahoma, so I can't say that anymore. Hallelujah. Excuse me? You can leave. You can leave. On the seventh day, God created Texas. You say, where's that in the Bible? It's not there. It's my own private revelation. Not really. But do you see that? So I am... If he said you are, then what are you? What he said I am. Hey, just close your eyes for a moment. Just say that. Say, with your stripes, I am healed. And one more time. With your stripes, I am healed. Hallelujah. Right now, I'm healed. Now say this. Say, Jesus... I receive that. Say it one more time. Jesus, I receive that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord healed me next year. It'll be 20 years ago. The Lord healed me. And that, that still produces the same spiritual sensation in my spirit that it did 20 years ago. Because I haven't stopped that. I went to Jesus, I went to Jesus, and I said, Jesus, I believe this. 
I believe I'm healed. Amen. Hallelujah. There's healing in these verses. This word has been sent to us. There's healing there. According to this, let me ask you a question. Are we healed? According to this. Right? Now, see, you've got to take that with that same amount of faith. But I was just at the doctor. I understand, and we're not denying that, and we don't make light of that. But here's the thing. If you messed up yesterday and sinned, did you stop being righteous? Did you act like you weren't righteous? You shouldn't have if you did. But here, here's the thing. It didn't, it didn't stop the fact of what you are from being the truth. If I go to the doctor and he says something, then I know what the truth is. I see that. I feel this. I understand. But this is what I am. All right? Because this is what the Word says. And you know, if you believe you're healed, it can help and advance whatever the doctor's doing. No, believing you're healed will make medicine work better. Yeah. Believing you're healed will give your doctor insight to things that he, don't, he or she doesn't have. Because, you know, most doctors want the same thing God wants. They want you to be well. And God will help them. Right? But if, but if a person believes they're sick and believes that, that they, you know, they don't have long and, and all these other things, then they're shutting the wisdom of God down. Hmm. If, if the doctor's got you on medicine right now, don't be saying things about it like, well, you know, it's just a Band-Aid. I mean, you know, it'll help a little bit. No, it's going to work to the maximum potential that it can work to. Right? Hallelujah. How many times have you heard people say, well, they put me on this, but it isn't doing no good? Wonder why. Look at 1 Peter 2. This is important because I have a covenant of healing. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 24. Now, obviously, this is the companion verse to Isaiah 53 and 5, but there's something important here. Who his own self bear our sins in his body on the tree that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes, notice, you were healed. This is the fulfillment of the prophecy started in Isaiah 53 and 5. It was seen in the ministry of Jesus in Matthew 8, 17. Isaiah 53 and 5 declared it, Jesus worked with it in Matthew 8, 17, and it's provided to the whole church here. One translation says, his wounds have healed you. Another says, his wounds became your healing. 
I like this. It says, it is through his wounds that we are healed and set free completely. So again, there's healing in these words. His wounds have healed me. His wounds have become my healing. So when I'm believing for healing, I'm receiving healing. My standpoint is, I was healed when stripes were received by Jesus. Because that's what the Word says. Hallelujah. Your wounds became my healing. Glory to God. And the reason this is important is it brings your healing to this to the place where you're at. If if I was, I am. Right? Yeah, but you know, but no, no, listen. The Bible says you were crucified with Christ. Well, here's the question. Did you see the cross? Did you feel the nails? No, but the Bible says you were. How were you? Because he was paying the penalty for everybody on the planet that ever has been, that ever will be. He was paying the penalty for their salvation. When you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, according to the Apostle Paul, in God's mind, your old man died when Jesus died. Well, you can't, God doesn't change his logic about things. He said, you were crucified with Christ, which is why you're saved. You were healed. When were you healed? When Jesus took stripes on his back. Because in God's mind, those stripes paid for the healing of every person that ever was or ever will be. So healing's available to anybody that will believe it. Because it's already done. If the price for anything has been paid, the thing that was paid for is available. Hallelujah. So think about that. And, and there's no further price that has to be paid. Jesus suffers no more pain to save anybody. He suffered once, the Bible says. He suffered once to bring salvation to everybody. I have to believe in that sacrifice. Jesus takes no more stripes to heal anybody. He suffered once to heal everyone. See? That's how powerful the word is. Isaiah said he will take stripes and everybody will be healed. So that one verse, there's enough healing power in that one verse to heal everybody. Glory to God. Everybody that you see healed in the Old Testament was healed on credit. Of Isaiah 53 and 5. 
Everybody you see healed in the ministry of Jesus was healed on credit because of that verse. We're not healed on credit. We're healed because the price has been paid. Every person that Jesus healed in the Gospels, the price for their healing had not yet been paid, yet God healed them anyway. Based on what? What Jesus was going to do. How much more does he want to heal us based on what Jesus has already done? Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So if he healed people based on what he was going to do, how much more will he heal based on what's already been accomplished? Where the disconnect is in how people believe it. Well, I'm believing for my healing. Well, my healing is contained in 1 Peter 2.24. And it says, I was healed. Is that right? Well, I want you to believe with me for what? For, for my healing. Well, I, I, I believe with you that you're healed. See, believing I will be is not believing I am. Believing I can be is not believing you are. All of us would disagree completely with the statement, well, you know, I know God can heal. I know God can heal me. If you were talking to somebody you love, you'd, you'd caution him. You'd say, no, 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 no. Listen, listen. You need to stop saying that. God has healed you. Well, see, we don't want to religiousize it by saying, well, I'm believing for my healing. Anything that you say you're believing for, you're saying I don't have. What, what, what do we say? Jesus said in Mark 11, what did he say? He said, uh, uh, whosoever shall say to this mountain, be removed, be cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things that he saith shall come to pass, he'll have whatever he says. Therefore, when you pray, believe that you receive. Is that right? What do you believe that you have received? Those things that you said. Now think about this. How can you receive, I'm believing for my healing? How can you receive, I'm going to be healed? You can't receive, going to be. You can only receive, am. You, don't, you can't receive something a while ago. I receive my healing now. I mean, it doesn't even make sense to say, I'm going to receive it. You either receive it or you don't. I'm going to see the, the total work of it. There's going to come a day when they run the test and there's no evidence. But I have received... That day will come because I have received it now. Amen. See, when you hold the word, you hold healing. I have it. I'm, I have it. This, I'm healed. I'm holding my healing. If you ordered something from a corporation, whichever group you use, all right, and it shows up, and somebody calls you and says, hey, 
you know, uh, uh, do you have that package? And you're holding it. And you go, well, I'm going to receive it. I'm believing. You're holding it. Healing in the word is just as real as healing in your body. You understand that? If I see it in the word, when I receive the word, it's the same as receiving a physical touch. Hallelujah. Peter said that the word of God was more real than the audible voice of God. He said, we heard the word, the voice of God on the Mount of Transfiguration. And then regarding the written word, he said, we have a more sure word of prophecy. More sure than what? The audible voice of God. Hallelujah. More sure. Most people that receive the word of healing and receive their healing by their faith, keep it. Most people keep it. Now, that, that's important. Because there's times that a person can have hands laid on them and be healed not because of their faith. They can be a, the gifts of healing, the working of miracles, the gift of special faith. Here's, here's my point. Is they were in an atmosphere and received something because of a gift. Not because they believed it belonged to them. When you believe something belongs to you, it makes you bold. You want to find out if Liliana Steele belongs to me? Just mess with her. You'll find out. You'll find out to what lengths I will go to take care of her. Right? If, if you want to find out, so, uh, see somebody, if you want to find out who has received their healing, look how they talk, look how they walk, look how they act, look what they say. They don't talk in terms of, I'm going to, one day, it's going to get better. They say things that the natural mind doesn't understand. I've received my healing. I'm well in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. One day you're going to look up and I'm going to be running around this room. Right? Hallelujah. One day I'm going to come in here without this cane, without this chair, without this whatever. You name it. Hallelujah. Because you're, you're already healed. You're just waiting on the day that the manifestation is completely evident. But that manifestation very often is dependent upon what I believe and receive about the word. Glory to God. Look here at Hebrews 4. I believe I'm helping you. I'm helping me. I, I preach myself happy after that first verse. I love it because I'm telling you, as you come to these healing classes, that healing energy is building on the inside of you. And I'm telling you, even if sickness tries to rise up in you, it, I, I saw something today. And you're going to think, now this isn't necessarily a spiritual statement, but it, it showed me a spiritual concept. 
I'm told, now I don't watch the news, I, I, I look at certain things that, that catch my attention, but I, I read this uh, in an article, and it said that the, the estimates are that somewhere in the neighborhood of 78% of people in America right now have COVID antibodies in their system, 78%, all right? And that's either because they contracted COVID or they got vaccinated or something, all right? And so what there's, here's my point. So what they're saying is that from now on, instead of looking at cases, they need to look at hospitalizations because cases are not the big thing right now. We're in the endemic. The cases are not the issue, right? Right now, there are many hospitals that are reporting no COVID cases. Now, I'm using that for an example. What's the issue? Antibodies. People are building up a resistance because they have the antibodies in their system. When you take the word on healing, you're putting healing antibodies in your system. And that's why even if it tries to attack your body, it either won't affect you or it won't be able to go to its full measure because there's too much healing in your system. I'm telling you, there's, there's, there's too much healing in your system. You don't need to expect, for instance, issues like aging to affect you the way they affect other people because you have the life and the energy of God on the inside of you. Amen. Well, you know, when my father was this age or my mom or my whatever, you know, they all, but God bless them. They may have been wonderful people, but did they have the knowledge and the information that you have? No, they, they, they didn't. And, and because you have it, what happened to them doesn't happen to you. Because it, it meets that resistance. Right? We've all, we all learned in, in school growing up in biology how things work, how you have, you have antibodies and, and, and resistant cells in your body that when sickness tries, for instance, for instance, if, uh, if you've ever had chicken pox, you won't ever get them again. Right? Why? Because your, your body develops resistance to it. Your body knows what to do. It doesn't mean that that chicken pox virus won't ever try to attack your body, but it means your, your body is so wonderfully made by God that it records the response to that virus, and it attacks it, and it can't manifest again. You got so much healing in you. Your body knows how to respond to whatever comes. Right now, your body's responding to cancer. Right now, your body's responding to blood disease. Right now, your body's responding to the, anti, to, to the effects of aging. Right now, it's, your body is responding to it because of the healing on the inside of you. Glory be to God. Amen. Your lungs, I'll say that, Lord, your lungs are functioning properly. You, you, you can't buy in. Well, I'm not going to get into that, but, but you've got to stay with what the Word says. Well, you know, the long-term effects of this, you know, it could be months recovering. No, no. He said that when I got healed, I got made whole. Right? Glory to God. 
That's important. So just like your nat- if your natural body knows how to contend, right? Every one of you already this morning, you've come in contact with enough germs and viruses to make you really sick. But your body knew what to do with it, right? Well, think about that. So if the natural body knows how to do that, when you integrate healing into your system, mm, there's so much in the database, there's so much in the reserve, and you're every day putting the word on healing, it doesn't matter, it, it, it doesn't matter what happens. And whatever you're dealing with is being driven out. It's got to go. Hallelujah. I mean, think about this. Now, I'm a very pictorial thinker. Think about this. Right now, healing in your body is saying, hey, you, you got to go. I don't know where you're going to go, but you got to get the heck up out of here. Amen. That's just, that's just what you've got to do. You got to go. Amen. See, I picture healing in my body going, look, you can leave or I'll help you along with the toe of my boot. Now, you need to leave. Right? You need to go. Hallelujah. And then healing standing there with its hands on its hips saying, you're not coming back. You're not coming back. The doctor will tell you, well, you know, this could come back. No, 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 no. It's not coming back. It's going and it's not coming back. I heard a man that, that I, I dearly love. He's in heaven. And I won't say his name, but I dearly love him. He influenced my life greatly as a young man, younger man. And uh, he made a statement. He had, he had contracted cancer, multiple melanoma cancer. And uh, he didn't know what it was at, at first. And, uh, you know, so he didn't jump on it right away. But he finally actually spent uh, like nine months here in Little Rock at the uh, uh, cancer hospital here. And uh, they helped him. They, they actually got the place where the cancer markers were gone. So it was out of his body. Now, he's, he's a believer, was a believer. He's in heaven. But here's the thing. I begin to watch something. Because when, I, when he gave the report that the markers were gone, of course, he was glorifying God. But there was always this caveat, all right? He he was always saying things like, the markers are gone, there's no cancer markers, but we're going to stay vigilant because it can come back. And I saw him in an interview, and he said, well, you know, the markers are gone, but he said, cancer's sneaky, it's always sneaking around trying to find a way back in, so, you know... Well, I'm not degrading him or what he said, but I leave a door open when I say it can come back. At the very least, if it tries to come back, the healing in my body will resist it. Right? But that's why he said you're healed and made whole. Is that right? Hebrews 4 and verse 12. The word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even the dividing son of soul and spirit, joints and marrows, and discern of thoughts and intents of the heart. The Amplified Bible says, notice this. The word, of, the word that God speaks is alive and full of power. And then it says, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. So the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, 
and it makes it active, operative, energizing, and effective. That's the word that God speaks, we could say, on any subject is alive and full of the power of the subject under discussion. So the word of God is full of healing power. Therefore, it is active, operative, energizing, and effective where healing is concerned. Hallelujah. You see that? It's effective. So right now, the word that you've been speaking, hearing, declaring over your body is not only powerful, it's effective. It's effective. Hallelujah. One time I, I, I went to the, uh, to the doctor because I, I, I was dealing with something that just wasn't moving, and, and I went to, my, to the doctor, and the doctor I had in Kansas, he's kind of a weird bird, but he was a good guy, and I liked him. Uh, he liked me, and, and uh, he, was, uh, he was really out of shape, and I was really in shape, and he was always saying, you know, I'd like to be in shape like you, but I like donuts too much. And so, but he was, he was a great guy. I, I really liked him. And I went because I had this just this persistent cough. And, uh, you know, it was something that was keeping me awake at night. And, and he told me, he said, here, here's what he said, uh, because he had, he, I said, well, I'm taking some over-the-counter stuff. And after his examination, he said, well, that's not going to be effective. And he said, I'll tell you why. He said, you've irritated this area of your uh, esophagus. And he said, your body's trying to get rid of something by the cough, but there's nothing there. It's the irritation. And the more you cough, the more you irritate it. And he said, so what I've got to do is give you something that not deals with pain, but it suppresses your cough mechanism. Because the more you cough, the more you irritate it. You see what I'm saying? So everything else wasn't effective, but that was effective. The word is effective. See, what I needed was something that went to the source. The coughing was irritating the issue. So I had to quit coughing. The pain would go if the coughing went. And it was effective. It was effective night one. Right? Well, is this the word? Is this truth? Then is it effective? When? Right now. Say this out loud. The word is working mightily in me right now. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, glory. You just got a surge of strength. So to receive the word on healing is to receive healing. I receive my healing now. Amen. Look, look at John 4. I got about five minutes. John chapter 4. Let's look at this about the word. John 4, verse 50. This is when the nobleman came to Jesus to ask him to heal his son. Notice verse 50. Jesus said to him, go your way, your son lives. Notice this. And the man believed the word Jesus had spoken. Isn't this interesting? 
it doesn't say he believed Jesus. It said he believed the word. Well, pastor, to believe the word is to believe Jesus. Exactly. You can't separate them. To believe the word is to believe Jesus. To believe Jesus is to believe his word. If you say you believe Jesus, but you don't believe what his word said, you don't believe Jesus. Because Jesus said the word. Somebody can say, well, pastor, I believe you. And then you say something, they go, well, I don't believe that. Well, then you don't believe me. Go your way, your son lives. One translation, the book's translation says, go, Jesus replied, your son will live. The man took Jesus at his word and departed. The HRV says, go, your son is alive. And that man had trust in the word that Yeshua spoke to him and went away. The Weymouth translation says, you may return home, replied Jesus, your son has recovered. Don't you love the certainty that Jesus put in his word? You can go home, your son's recovered. Oh, glory. Think about that. Right now he's saying, you can resume your activities, you're healed. Isn't that great? Now you got to act on that however you need to act on it. But that's the mindset of Jesus. He's standing there, a day's journey away from where this man was. I, Jesus didn't even know the man. Never laid eyes on his son. Doesn't even know what he's sick of. And he just says, uh, you can go home. Your son's recovered. Hallelujah. What did, what, what did Jesus send? So when Jesus said, your son has recovered, what started? If you read, note, note, notice this, this verse, this verse, 52. He inquired of them the hour when he began to amend. And, he's, and, they, and they said unto him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. The father knew it was the same hour that Jesus said, your son has recovered. So notice, he began to amend. He didn't get better right away. He started getting better. When? One o'clock in the afternoon when Jesus said, your son has recovered. Hallelujah. So when did you start getting better? The moment you received the word. Notice the man's response. He went. Because he believed the word. Look at, look at Matthew 8. Oh, hallelujah. But what do you believe? The word that Jesus spoke. This is a very familiar verse to us in Matthew 8. But uh, there's something so important. Verse 7, the man had come to Jesus, said his servant was at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said to him, notice, I will come and heal him. Now, there's a certainty there. I'll come, I'll heal. Right? But the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy you should come under my roof. Well, that was the laws of the day. Notice, but uh, speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Now, all the things that we say about that are true. We need no other evidence than speak the word only. That's all true. But I, I want you to see something. 
He said, speak the word only, and my servant will be healed. What did this man know? He knew that if Jesus could come to his house and provide healing, the word Jesus spoke could provide healing. Receiving the spoken word is the same as receiving hands laid on you. Hands laid on you is one way of receiving healing. But there are many instances in the four Gospels where Jesus, there's only about nine, nine instances where Jesus personally laid hands on people. It looks like more because it's repeated in the four Gospels. Most of the cases of healing were by the spoken word. Or they touched him. Do you see this? Verse 13, and Jesus said, go your way, and as you have believed. Now, wait a minute. What did he believe? That if you, that, well, he believed Jesus could heal. It's not what the Bible says. It said he believed that if Jesus just spoke the word, his servant would be healed. Now, let me, let me wrap this up. It's just now 1130. There are people you know and I know that they believe God can heal, but they don't believe that the spoken word of God can heal because they separate God and His word. God's there and His word's in a book, and this is a book about God. No, this is God. This is God speaking to me. So the centurion did not separate them. He said, as you have believed. What did he believe? If you speak the word. See, there are people that believe God can heal, but they don't believe if you just speak the word, you can be healed. Well, if it's God's will, where do we see this? This is important. He didn't say, well, you know, if it's your will, my servant will be healed. He said, no, 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 no. Speak the word and my servant will be healed. Go your way as you have believed. What he believed, speak the word and my servant will be healed. Be it done unto you. And his servant was healed that hour. So the man went home, found him healed. healed. Just like the woman that met Jesus uh, in, in the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And, and you'll remember, uh, 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 the, the, even, the dogs eat, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. And it says, Jesus says, woman, because of your saying, go home, your daughter's well. And it said, she went home and found her daughter in her right mind. Now, wait a minute. What did that woman believe? What Jesus said. And what did she go home and find? What Jesus said. Well, see, the word says you're healed right now. So what are you going to find that you're healed? So the next time you go to the doctor, you're not expecting a downward trend. You're expecting an upward trend, right? Hallelujah. You're expecting better and 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 better reports. Why? Because the word is working presently in my body right now.
Glory be to God. Why? Because the word was spoken. I'm speaking it over you right now. You're not going to be healed, you're healed. You're not going to be well, you're well. You're not going to be whole, you're whole. I receive that in Jesus' name. I'll, I'll leave you with this. I won't take long. I talked to you about that receiving, receiving. You know, Mark chapter 4, when it talks about the good ground, it says that they that brought forth fruit are those that heard the word and received it. Hearing is not necessarily receiving. Here's something I've learned. Do you know preachers are the hardest people in the world to get healed? Hardest people in the world to get healed. And people say, why? Well, they know so much. I mean, right? Bless God. I mean, listen, be honest about it. You don't ever expect me to be sick. No, not at all. Why? Well, you know, in reality, you, it should be this because you know I believe the word. But I'm your preacher. I'm your pastor. I'm not sick. Right? I'm not broke. Thank God neither one of those are true. But the, the point that I'm making is, is uh, because, because we spend so much time getting the word together to help people that they don't take time to keep the word in them. And so what happened when I went through that physical battle, I had to make a conscious effort to just stop. Because, see, I didn't quit preaching. You were there. I preached every service. And I, I was preaching three hours every Monday night in Bible school, Wednesday night. Uh, we were going to the prison uh, and ministering twice on Sunday. So I, I didn't quit. But through the day. Through the day, I had three times throughout the day, in the morning, then in the, in the afternoon, I'd shut my office door. I told everybody, you see my door shut, don't mess with me, I'm, I'm busy. And, and I would just, I would just, I would put that song on, I see me as healed, and I would just go, I didn't go through a long list of scriptures, I probably had three. And I just turned to each of them, and I would look at them, I, Lord, I receive my healing. I receive my healing. In that instance, doctor told me there was nothing they could do. He said, here, we can give you this prescription. Maybe it'll help. Well, maybe. You understand? And, uh, but the word helped. The word fixed it. But, but here's my point that I'm trying to make to you. Is I had to, I had to stop and every day make an effort. Not just a machine gun, a bunch of scriptures. I'm healed, I'm whole, I'm well, hallelujah, glory to God from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. Shandai, Rondai, Kobe, Sakai. I had to stop and take one scripture. Father, I received my healing. My grandson, my uh, uh, second oldest grandson, Harrison Eugene, he does not just like sweets. He is a connoisseur. He is a connoisseur of candy. If you see him, you'd believe it. We were at the mall one day, and me and my son, we took him to the candy store. Now, I'm not advocating candy, but he's not my son. And so uh, we went in, 
Now, he's, uh, at this time, I think he was three, and uh, he was in the stroller, and my, my oldest grandson was there, too. And Harrison is looking at the different candies, and he goes, sour. And it was, sure enough, sour. Sour gummy worms. And then we got to another one, he goes, sweet. And it was. We got to another, chocolate. I mean, you knew what all of them were. And when he would take a, a gummy worm, it's not just, it's eating, he's like, Sour. You want another one? Yeah. Connoisseur. That's how you got to be with the word. Father, I receive my healing. And then it's just, mmm. 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 That is good if I do say so myself. Oh, I'm receiving that word. And it doesn't matter if you only got three verses. Right? Have you ever ate, sat down and ate with somebody, and it's just like they inhaled it? And you're like, dear Lord, did you even taste it? And then they'll say things like, I don't even know if it's any good. I ate it so fast. Well, what's the point? Amen. I mean, if, if, it's, if it's got garlic in it, I want to know it. I, hmm, let me chew on it. That's, but a lot of people, they're, they're so... They're so just determined to, if I get just a volume of scriptures in me, and I, and I got this 42 pages of confessions, and I got to get it all in in 30 minutes. One verse. Lord, I receive my healing. Thank you. And then you open your eyes and you read it again. The Lord is my strength and my song. The Lord has become my salvation. What I dealt with had to do with sleeping. I couldn't sleep. It was miserable. To lay down on bed was like laying down on a torture rack. It was horrible. Just would strangle, couldn't, couldn't lay down flat. It was horrible. And uh, I would get up and pray and pray in the Holy Ghost and, and, and walk the floor. And I found the verse when David was running from Saul. And David said, I will lay me down and I will sleep. That's all I needed. Okay, I'm going to lay down tonight and I'm going to sleep. Right? And I would meditate on that. Okay, I'm going to lay down tonight and I'm going to sleep. And your mind would say, well, you know, I hadn't worked yet. Well, wait, wait, wait a minute. I'm going to lay down and I'm going to sleep. And, and you know, it started, I'd sleep two hours and then I'd sleep three hours and then I got to six hours and then I got to sleep in the whole night. See what I'm saying? As I would meditate on those verses, the presence of God would come in that room. My wife came in the room one day when I was just meditating on the Word, and it almost knocked her down. Because God, where, where God's Word is, God is. And I was inviting my healer. You see what I'm saying? Now, that's my experience, but it's based on the Word. And you know, there came a day when it just left. It just left. And it was almost like you're like, where'd it go? I don't care where it went. What happened? The word took it. But I say it this way. I got so full of the word that whatever was attacking my body 
could no longer stay. Right? So just take the time to do that. Whatever you're believing God for. Right? Whatever you're believing God for. If it's, if it's, if it's healing in your heart. Whatever it is. You know, I take that one verse. My heart is fixed. Trusting in the Lord. Yeah, but that's a verse about not being moved. Exactly. It's about your heart not being moved. Hallelujah. Now I'm having trouble in my mind. Oh, thank you, Father, that you've given me the spirit of power and love and of a sound mind. There, there were times I had to take the Bible, and I know this sounds funny. The enemy would fight my mind so hard. I'd take the Bible and I'd put it right here and I'd say, I believe God. And the enemy would, the enemy would start again and I'd say, I believe God. He's my healer. Now to go back to that scripture, I will lay me down and I will sleep. And I will awaken because the Lord will sustain me. I know God's done things for you in here. But when you, when you have went through that valley and you know what it's like. I know what it's like. I don't know everything you're facing. But I know what it's like to have somebody look at you and say, we can't help you. I know what it's like to suffer. I know what it's like to not know, to, for your mind to be so attacked. What's going to happen if you die? How's your family going to make it? What's going to happen to your wife? What's going to happen to your children? But I took the word of God, and God healed me. God will heal you. God has healed you. And if you, if you, if you got to implement what I said, there's times you just got to wrap your mind in the word of God. See, I'm a very literal person. I just got to wrap my mind in the word of God. I believe God. That's it. I believe God. Hallelujah. Father, thank you today. Thank you for healing your people. It's been your will, is your will, will always be your will. And I thank you, Father, that they are not only touched by the power of God, they're healed by the power of God. And we will forever give you the glory and the praise and the honor because you're such a good healer. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Well, God bless you. We look forward to seeing you again next Tuesday. Till then, build your faith and keep the switch of faith turned on. God bless you.